Welcome to the Innovation World Podcast. Innovation World is your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Inventors Launchpad Network. I am Carmen Dinesco, and we are coming to you live on another show of Innovation World. I want to bring my co-host on, Miss Julie Shively. Hey, Julie, what's happening? Hey, Carmine, glad to be here today. Wish I was in Tampa where you are, though. It's a little chilly in Ohio. You know, it's cool here. It's like 78 degrees. I had to look for a sweater the other day. I don't even own a jacket. I feel so sorry for you, Carmine. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's nice, but it does, as you know, Florida gets really hot in the summer, so it's kind of a trade-off. You got to hibernate. Yeah. We have to hibernate in the summer, and uh, you guys kind of hibernate in the winter, but... Uh, it's definitely nicer to have the sun. So, so what's going on? I know we have some, uh, some cool guests coming on the show today. Um, I wanted to catch up with you real quick for our listeners. What do you guys have going on or what's happening um, with some events around? Yeah, well, it, you know, uh, Inventober or October, as most people in the world know, we know it as Inventober, was really the big kickoff for invention across the United States and actually across the world. So it's a, it's a great time to be talking about this. It's a great time to have our guests on today. Um, I really like, uh, if we could, this podcast will just really help show the importance of invention education and, uh, from a, from an educator's perspective, as well as from a student's perspective. And so I, I'm really excited about, um, our guests today and, um, both of them have had, um, a considerable amount of their lives or their time in the invention space. So, um, I think it's going to be fun. I, I, I think you, you, the listeners will learn a lot today. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's one of the great parts about as we progress with the show. There's so much that you guys are doing um, for not only just locally, but, but nationally. I mean, how, how are you planning to get the, get the word out? I mean, you have, must have a, a huge network of people that have to be helping you. We do. We do have a huge network of people helping us. And, and thank you uh, to Vendors Launchpad for their help as well. I mean, this is one of the ways, just one of the many ways we'll get information out there. We're very strong in social media. We have a large network of like-minded inventor um, organizations or um, representatives that we work with and talk with on a regular basis as well. Our website, innovationworld.org, is geared for that innovator, educator, entrepreneur, um, so that hopefully what, what it is for those audiences is a hub for all things innovation. And invention education is, is just one form of innovation that we work with or we try to support and put out there. Um, there are program. There are a lot of different programs you can find on our site under STEAM programs that will help you help educators um, find ways to teach different aspects of STEAM education. And one of those is invention programs. So we also have, which we just launched also in Inventober, is our global Ready Set Innovate Challenge, and that's a challenge designed specifically for students who have been through an invention convention program, a boys and girls club, homeschool program, science fair, 
um, just about any other program that leads them to build a new idea or an invention. And, and Ready, Set, Innovate is just another place they can show off that invention and try for some pretty cool prizes. So that's on our site under events. So if you go to innovationworld.org forward slash events, you can sign up for that contest and it closes on February 27th, 2020. So we're, we're excited about that and hoping we have lots of wonderful new ideas coming in through that uh, competition. Awesome. I love the stuff. There's so much cool stuff going on and, uh, some of the events that I've been to, um, just so many inventions, so many awesome things that are coming out of not only the schools, but the events that you guys are hosting. So it's really great. Um, and just leading into that, why don't you, um, why don't you in- introduce our, our guests for the day? It's going to be I a lot of fun. would love to. Um, first, I'd like to introduce to you Dr. Jeanette Cooter. Jeanette has a PhD in educational policy. She's been an educator in a school district in the Central Ohio region for more than 12 years. I'm not sure it could be a lot more than 12 now. I don't know how old that information was. And she um, has, is a gifted intervention specialist as well as spent a lot of time working in the STEM curriculum and instruction areas. She has been the representative at her, at her school for invention convention for many years as well. How many years have you been uh, working with students on Invention Convention, Jeanette? I'm sorry you asked me that. I lost track. <laughs> I, I think it was about eight or nine years. Okay. So you're, you're, you're like an expert in the field of many, invention yes. now. That's yes. That's really cool. And from your perspective, from the different programming that you've taught or the different curriculum you've taught over the years, how do you feel that invention education helps a student? Or what are the be- long-term benefits of invention education for students? Well, I've been a strong prop- proponent of STEM education for a long time, science, technology, engineering, and math. It is such a natural way for children whose minds are just so curious and moving all the time. When you can take um, activities for them and put them into that framework, it, it, just, it just allows them to flourish. And we certainly need that sort of thinking fostered in our country. I mean, America has been known for it, but it sort of slid off our radars again. And so it's just nice to be able to have programs like any kind of invention programs to have an excuse to do that with children. Wonderful. We're happy that you do that and grateful. So sitting next to you is... Um, Katie, who I understand is a multi-year inventor in your district. She is. So how many years could you be an inventor? Let's see, what grade are you in now, Katie? I'm in third right now. Third? Yes, third. Okay. And your first experience with inventing, was it last year? Um, No, it was in first grade. First grade. What did you invent in first grade? Wow. I can't hear you, Katie. In first grade, I invented the weather chair. The weather chair. Now, how did you how did you come up with a problem that led you to invent the weather chair? So my cousin Daniel is in a wheelchair, and he goes to a camp that has well, let's just say it could have many disadvantages to his learning. And I wanted him to be safe, and everyone to be safe that's in a wheelchair at any point of time where there could be a flood earthquake or something like that. Wow, that's incredible. So, and how does this chair solve that problem? 
it has a flotation device, which means um, if the water comes up to a certain level on the chair, um, the flotation device will blow up and save the person. Okay. Wow, that's awesome. That's very interesting. And so, one of the things the I'd like to chair had yeah. it had quite a few other features as well. That chair, really. Yes. yes. So <laughs> and there was an she was catering for every emergency possible. <laughs> what are what are what is what are a couple of the most um, I don't want to say bizarre. That's not the right. Word. Oh, is this it? Behind can you this? see it behind her? I can. I can. So what are what are a couple of the most unusual um, things your chair would accommodate? A chair would accommodate a reversible umbrella. A reversible umbrella. Now, why might someone need a reversible umbrella? No, what a regular umbrella when it's raining and you pull it, um, pull it down while the rain is, it comes on top of you. I can't hear Jeanette. So, no, what a regular umbrella when you pull it down, all the rain comes on top of you. Oh, yeah. This one, when you pull it down, it's reversible. So, all you have to do is when you're done, you shake it out and then put it back into here. Nice. One of the things that I want to interject as you're showing us your invention is the empathy that inventors, I don't know if it's, if it's innate to an inventor, the, the empathy or it's something that's taught mm -hmm. through invention. What are your thoughts on that, Jeanette? I, it is something that some children have naturally. And I think one of the things that I admire so much about Katie is that she is one even though I, I talk about it with all the children that I work with every year, it, with, with the very young children, it's not always that easy for them to get outside of their own heads. But for Katie, I think that's been what's made her so successful. Both of her inventions have been totally, totally focused on people outside of herself. I mean, really coming to grips with some serious problems that they have. And, and they've just touched her deeply inside and that they've just spark something inside of her that made her want to solve a problem for them. That's quite unusual for someone of this age. So it's, it's quite admirable. So did you create a life-size model? Um, well, sort of. This would be the age for, this would be the age for about my age or under. Um, but we didn't create or plan on a life-size, just a prototype that somewhat works okay I, I would love to see that flotation device deploy oh, that was, that's she awesome. asked me if she should bring it and i said no <laughs> but we can show it a little bit better so this is basically yeah don't really do it i'm kidding but i i don't want to blow up the no, classroom I know. but you can see how she attached it underneath wow it's awesome so it's basically a baby floaty and I just stuffed it under here. <laughs> <laughs> and if you go, if you get a mattress inflatable and you plug it into here, um, it'll blow up and it actually looks really, really cool. I was with her when she was working with some adult experts and watching them go through that part of the design cycle where they found they were talking about how they would actually make this float. And they went through several different ideas like you do in the design cycle. And they ended up, what were some of the other things you thought about of ways of de deploying that? 
Oh, so first we blew it up with a lot of air. <laughs> it almost popped it. And then we put it in the bathtub. And then we put tape on the wall. Our first idea was erasable marker, but that mom said it would it would be too risky. <laughs> <laughs> then we then we see if it then we saw if we could float by all putting our fingers under the H wheel. And by the time we didn't feel the pressure anymore, we said, okay, it can float. Wow, that's awesome. Some other ideas we're putting in grandma's pool. <laughs> <laughs> so I hey, can't so- wait to hear about what you did then the second year. Yeah. Second year. Do you want to know how I got the idea or just what I made out of it or what? Yeah, so, I, and I didn't hear you. I know you started saying something. So what did you invent when you were in big second grade? I got the idea for when we went to Hawaii and I saw a lot of homeless people and I thought, wow, why are there so much homeless people? And on a bus ride, the bus driver said, what, um, most of the homeless people are 100% Hawaiian and they have no home because some people force them out. And I thought, well, that's really no fair. It, it was their home first, and they were born here, and it's their home. So I created something that can probably get them back into a, their a house. And what was that? That was H two H, hopeless to happiness. And what is it? So how does it's, it? So what is hopeless to happiness? She's getting her example, her prototype. It's an app. Oh, cool. With with a um, a tangible part to it as well. Mm-hmm. So, this will be nice on enough. a light post, or like you know how there's buttons to cross the streets. This will be next to that, and the person takes out it out from its case and presses the button that will be for all people and that will tell the bus driver that there's someone on like let's say broad street and then it'll light up on the box that like okay two minutes to go or something and then when the bus driver's a couple minutes away it'll say like how far he is very cool. So this is kind of to call a bus to them when maybe there's not a bus already scheduled to show up. But you also had a part to that too, didn't you, where it would tell yeah. them where the nearest shelter was yeah. that had space? So then inside the bus, behind the bus driver's chair, um, there's a button that's for shelter people. If you, um, if there, if there is a sh- person that needs to go to a shelter, they press the button and it'll send up on the bus driver's screen and it'll say, we have like, it'll be tally marks, like a tally for each person that needs to go to a shelter. And and inside the shelter, if there is no room, there is a blue button that tells the bus driver or all the coded buses that there is none, no room left. Wow. I have to interject here. This kind of system thinking, again, this is really unusual for a child of this age. 
most children when they're inventing something just have something very basic like they might just have the box like Katie has but she's able to think through like the entire system that would go with it which just reminds me of someone like Thomas Edison who not only invented no it wasn't yes who um, had to invent the whole electricity system that went along with um, with inventing <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so no, the systems thinking what I'm saying, that's, that's very unusual for someone at this age. Very impressive. I can't wait to see what you're doing by like middle school, Katie. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, you're, I'm you're actually scared to, to see what, what you're going to come up with. I think you're equipping, you're going to be equipped to solve some really, really important problems. Not that these aren't important problems, but I just can't wait to see where you go with it. So what has been your favorite part of inventing? My favorite part of inventing is helping people all around the globe. Can't hear you. My favorite part of inventing is helping people all, all around the globe with sometimes problems that they don't even see every day. So I know one of the hardest parts of inventing for especially a um, younger elementary student is finding a problem. How do, you, how do you go out and find your problems, Katie? I usually go on my dad's van trips or one day I'm walking or, and I see something and I'm like, wow, that could you really use some help. That's how I find my problems. So you're just very observant, right? It sounds like That's they a find really you. Good skill. It's a, hey, hey, Katie. Um, so the the homeless thing I think is awesome. Is there any way you can invent me one of those buttons that will bring a pizza to me? <laughs> no. Because the whole time I was thinking that, I'm like, this could work with pizza. I'm not doing it for pizza. <laughs> Pizza is not a problem that needs to be solved. Oh, it's a problem when I'm hungry, young lady. You can wait. I like it. <laughs> so, Katie, Katie, real quick, what I love about what you're doing is, and you can tell me, you know, a lot of kids and, and even my daughter that I talk to, when they get an assignment or something's happening at school, they might be excited about it, but they're not like joyous about it. It sounds like these are things you love doing these type of, and not an assignment, these type of work activities. It seems like it's fun for you to do. It's very fun. Um, my favorite part is the process of building because like usually I play with Legos and my favorite part is not playing with it, but building it because I love that process. And I think building with Legos has just come like life size now. <laughs> That's nice. a nice quote. I like that. That is yes. really great. That's awesome. So, Invention um, is like building with grown-up Legos. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's so great. Do you see, um, Katie, a step in this process that sometimes might hold you back that you wish you had help with? Um, there is this one part, and I haven't done, and I can't really remember it that well, but... It's like finding a problem and then trying to find out, okay, now what can I do with this to make this better? That was always hard for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the pizza thing, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> How can you relate pizza to everything? 
<laughs> no, no, very, very great. I mean, this I love the stuff that you're doing. Do you um are you allowed to talk about like what's your next next idea you're working on? Well, I was thinking over the summer. Um, wow, we should take a ferry trip, says mom. I'm like, do you know what could happen? And mom just like, no, I do not, but I know it'd be fun. So what I'm thinking is I could fix oil leaks. <sighs> I haven't heard this one. <laughs> I'm, I'm not certain that relates to a ferry trip. Oil, not on just ferries, but like on boats that usually are transport, trans, transporting cargo. Nice. I like how big you think. I do too. Yeah, that's, that's really important. big. It's, it it's sounds really, like sometimes your parents are scared to go places with it. Like, oh my God, what are we going to do in this time? Maybe if she would coax them with a pizza or two, it would be, <laughs> be such an issue. Oh, come on now, you too? <laughs> how can you relate pizza to everything? You didn't need to stop picking with your stomachs. Oh, yeah. All the food groups. Come well, on. I want to do a, a big thank you to Dr. Cooter, who spent a lot of time helping our students work through this. I think it's, uh, it's wonderful that you devote your time to this and the, and the school district as well. I want to shout out to the Ohio Invention League who hosts your program locally for you, Katie, and um, hope that you make it again to states next year or this year, I guess 2020. It's a great invention program. And uh, for anybody who wants to look at a program in their area, jump on our website at innovationworld.org and look under resources and find programs near you. If you don't see anything, let us know. We're always hearing about things that are new and I hope you keep inventing the whole rest of your life. Yes. Yes. So great. Katie, I love all the stuff that you're doing. Um, if we could ever lend a hand here at the Venice Launchpad, please let me know because uh, really cool. I love that you have that imagination that thinks so far out of the box that it's actually feasible and uh, I know you're going to do some great things. I will. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to close up the show. Um, and uh, I did want to know uh, real quick, Dr. Cooter, um, I don't know if you remember, you, you, you tried to kick me out of the Ohio Invention. Uh, <laughs> I can uh, see why now. That's another story for another show, though. But, yes. Uh, I remember you now. Now no, you do remember me, yes. <laughs> that was a great event. That was awesome. That was very good, yes. Yes, they been very fun. We're serious about guarding our children, Carmine. Yeah, I was, I was, I was kind of glad, but I was like, whoa, I mean, she was seriously. Well, I also have to say, um, teaching about Ohio inventors. Ohio has had some amazing inventors over the last few decades. So we're happy with people like Katie to carry on the tradition. Go Ohio inventors. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. All right. Well, thank you very much. Um, Dr. Cooter, Katie, thank you so much for being on the show today. We loved hearing about your stuff. Think about that pizza thing for me. Let me know what you come up with. Um, Julie, <laughs> thank you for inviting us. Oh, no problem. Julie, thank you for being on today. We, we really appreciate you guys. Innovationworld.org. Check them out. Any of you listeners out there, if you have some questions, you want to know how you can help, how you can join, and how you can be part of the not only STEM movement, K-12 through invention stuff. I mean, somewhere in your state, somewhere in your school, there's someone you could reach out to and get the stuff started. For myself, Carmen Dinesco, for Julie Stively, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Innovation World. You all take care.
Thank you for joining us today for the Innovation World podcast and the Launch Network. Innovation World is your go-to source for all things innovation, invention, and entrepreneurship. Our website is www.innovationworld.org. 